Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, happy holidays. It is the Lombardi Line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're going to see if we can bring the same energy as Michael's in Herb Street on today's program. <laughs> yeah. Michael oh, Lombardi. Poor Al. Poor Al. He, you know, he already probably he's probably had his I mean, do you think he took the you think he took the private flight home like at, at like 1 minute after the game ended or do you think he had to wait till this morning? I mean, that, that should be we should get those uh, we should get Derek Stevens to put those odds up at the Circa. I think he was waiting in line to get on that flight before the fourth quarter ended. Priority seating for one Al Michaels as he was sleeping through. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a snoozer because there were so many elements involved, but the Jags end up closing two and a half, a 19-3 winner. A couple of things for you before I let you run with it. One, I, I'm just going to give you the halftime odds in total to give you an idea. Because remember, it really started to rain right before the half. So you yeah. go into the break and the Jags were up 13-3. You have to admit, it didn't feel like the Jets were coming back, right? So the Jets were laying two and a half, and the total was 17. There was no way, my man, we were getting past 17 points in in that second half. No way at all. No. No, and congratulations to you with a great call on Evan Ingram going over his total, which he did rather easily. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, to me, this was reminiscent. If this was a baseball game, you know, you felt like the manager would have come out in the third inning and pulled the pitcher because he just didn't have his game, right? I mean, he just didn't have his game. Uh, And so, I I mean, there was no indication that Zach Wilson was going to play at any level to give you any sense of comfort that they were going to be able to convert and get back into the game. I mean, the more three and outs, every time he went on the field, you were nervous, and they can't run the ball, which we have said all along. If you're going into the game and you can't run the ball, I mean, they went four plays on the on the after they get the fumble, and they got minus three yards. Think about that: four plays minus three yards. They kick the field goal. Then they go six plays. They got a first down, punt. Five plays, two first downs, punt. One on penalty, right? Then they come back and go three plays, punt. That's the end of the half. Then the third quarter, which I thought was dazzling, they went six plays and punted twice. It was brilliant. <laughs> dazzling is a good description. Dazzling. I kept. That's what Al fell asleep. We watching. That's what Al fell asleep was in the third quarter. <laughs> six <laughs> plays man, and Al fell asleep. 
My man was Tylenol PMing the whole game. Uh, okay, so a couple things. One, yeah, you mentioned the rush game. What was it? Zonovan Knight had minus two yards on six carries. That's not going to get it done. This isn't just on Wilson. We got to talk Salah as well. But let's go to the quarterback abyss, which is where the Jets find themselves. You had a great write-up. You know, if you juxtapose what's happening with Wilson now to the guy they drafted to be the future not too long ago in Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold looks like Joe freaking Montana at this point. Oh, yeah. He looks like Joe Namath compared to this guy. I mean, seriously, you could say whatever you want about Sam Darnold. At least Sam Darnold, you know, he, you know, he was trying to make some plays, too many turnovers, but he could complete some. Pa- I mean, I thought the most staggering nugget that I put in my column today was the fact that this guy has only thrown in his 21 career starts has only thrown 63 percent completions in two games or more. Think in an era where football is short passes, checkdowns. I mean, his numbers are reminiscent of the era when, you know, when you go back and look at the 60s or the 50s, you know, and there's a time where the percentage of interceptions to touchdowns was always out of whack favoring the interceptions because you could maul the receivers and then you couldn't pass protect, right? That, that they had to put their arms out like that. So, I mean, like his numbers are reminiscent of a, of a different era. Like he can't throw, he can't complete passes. He was 50% last night, 9 for 18. He throws a hitch out there to the flat, and he throws it inside. Like, that's day one when you're a freshman in high school. We're going to throw a hitch. you got to throw it to the boundary. Like, I mean, it was so bad. And then he looks like he's, he's out of it completely. I mean, you know you're in trouble when the kid comes – how do you say his name? Streveler? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Was it Streveler? Was it Streveler? Yes. Yeah, no, it is. But somebody oh, tweeted, okay. Michael, check this out. Somebody tweeted, has he ever thrown a football before? Because <laughs> his his motion was dirty. But go ahead. I mean, but he actually looked better. I mean, they ran the same play oh, over and yeah, over yeah, yeah. again. I mean, like they had, he had like four plays going in the game. They just kept running them. They were going to read option, read option. Just run it again. Repeat the play. You know, and it's like, oh my God, he, at least he completed, he completed 10 passes compared to Big Zach, only got nine. I mean, if you're Joe Douglas watching this game from your press box up there, you know, the eggnog is not going to taste good today. Joe Douglas has the D Podesta PR campaign, so he's going to keep his job. There's no doubt. Also, when somebody brings up to Joe Douglas, uh, Zach Wilson, he's just going to point to Sauce Gardner and be like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. By the way, we do have, get it ready, Brian, we're going to play for you Salah after the game. Felica just texted us this. Distance covered by the Jets offense in seven drives with Wilson. Minus seven, four, one yard, minus two, 23, 28, and minus three yards. Here is Robert Salah talking about Wilson and the Jets. Uh, same thing. You keep your head up. He's got to keep working. Uh, we haven't seen the last of him. But, um, but right now, we just, he's just got to focus on finding ways to get better. We got to find ways to help him. Uh, we got to find ways to protect better. We got to find ways to run better. We've got to find better ways to call the game better. We got to we've we've got to do a lot. It's not just it's not just him. It's a it's a collective whole. We've all got to find ways to get better. No, we we've we've seen the last of Zach Wilson as the. As I don't know how they put him back on the field. I mean, yes, I, I mean, yeah. I wrote about it today. Like, how do they put him back on the field? Like, you know, you could tell last. I mean, first of all, I don't think I don't know if they said it, but that was the last home game for Jet fans this season. So if they make the playoffs, they're on the road. But So they're on the road for the next – that's the last we're going to see of Zach Wilson. I wrote today that any kid, any mother, father, you know, aunt, uncle, who bought a Zach Wilson jersey for their sons to, to, for Christmas as a gift, is, is they're at the mall today on an exchange. I mean, they're not giving that gift out. There's no way. 
There's no, oh, I got a Zach Wilson. Santa brought me a Zach Wilson jersey today. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. We couldn't take that back? There's no exchange on that? I mean, seriously, think about it, Patrick. How would you like to get a Zach Wilson jersey for Christmas? <laughs> okay. Let me just ask you this. And by the way, how about those? I think Fleek was there. East Rutherford. First off, MetLife is a dump. No no offense to the Maras and whoever built that place, but it's in the middle of no. It's just, it's very sterile. But how about those fans going out there? They knew the rain oh. was coming. They knew the wind was coming. You have such awesome opportunities at home with HD and 4K, yet they're going out there and they watch that and they started booing your boy early. That that, But that's what makes it so great. That's what makes football so great is that the people will go. I mean, we're going to see in this bitter cold, in this winter cloud or whatever the hell we're calling it, that people are going to be in the stands watching the game. That's what makes the sport so much fun. I mean, look, they were there right. to help their team get to the playoffs. They wanted to help the Jets, and the Jets did nothing to give them anything back. And it, you know, and what makes it even worse to me, and I wrote about this, is that they made the Jacksonville Jaguars defense last night look like they're in the top five defenses in football. And, and that's just not true. Like that's not if you can't throw the ball on Jacksonville, you can't throw the ball. The the the, the basic analytics. And the, the, the other statistics are there, are they're right there for you. They prove it. They're not good. They're not a great defense. I mean, that's why Dallas, you know, everybody can move the ball on them. The problem is if you can't throw a completed pass, it's hard to move the ball on anybody. The Jags were minus 145 yesterday to win their division. They're minus 185 today. The Titans coming back the other way, plus 145. You mentioned the weather. Andrew, I want to give Andrew a shout-out because let's go ahead and hit him with the bomb cyclone. Michael, I want you to take a look at your monitor because we've got snowflakes, okay? Take a look, Michael. Yeah. Look over there. I got look them, at the, yeah. You got, look Love at this. It. Oh, it's so good. Look, yeah, look at the festive so snowflakes. Yeah. Andrew, tremendous job. Nice work. I mean, look, it, it, it is... Uh... But you it's going to be nasty. It. It's sure look. It you're going to get you're going to get some weather, travel, power outages. Des Moines, Iowa, where Thomas Gable makes his pick, Michael Lombardi is going to be minus thirty seven. Denver, Colorado is going to be minus twenty four. From Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, the country is about to go into a really, really weird place weather wise. Yeah, no doubt, and that's going to affect the games. I mean, we're still seeing the Cleveland games now at circa as a 31-and-a-half. There's still some 32s out there. I mean, even down in Carolina, it's going to be bitterly cold. So, you know, I mean, the Houston-Tennessee game is down to 35-and-a-half, not surprising with Malik Willis starting a quarterback and Houston having Davis Mills. So, I mean, the weather is going to impact. It's going to impact your handicapping, right? It's going to impact Absolutely. how you see the game going and how you visualize the game. And last night, even though it wasn't cold, the rain did, but you never got the sense that the Jets were ever in that game, which makes it so hard to believe, right? When when you're only up, when they miss that field goal, and I give Peterson a ton of credit for kicking that field goal at the end, of, and, I, and I listened to his interview at halftime, and he said, I wanted to come away with points. I think they've taken a giant step towards maturity in Jacksonville to understand that you got to be able to, that you got a good team. Don't give it away on fourth down, dumb fourth down calls. He missed a field goal. Patterson, to me, is not a reliable guy at times. I don't trust him. You know, I don't have a sense of confidence, but I thought that was the right play. And then once he got to 19, the game was over. He knew all he needed was 19, but when he was at that 16 margin, there was a ch all you needed were, were a play here and a play there, and you're back in the game. And, you know, I mean, I think Salai stuck with him too long, actually. 
So you had the volume on? What did you trip and fall and land on the remote and no, somehow the volume over the came house. on your TV? What the hell's no, going on? No, I had on? people over the house. I got well, Millie's in the house. I mean, I can't. I, she has to have the volume. She wants the volume on. So, you know, I had the volume on. Okay, I so I got I got a couple of things over the next two hours. One, I want to do with you. I came up with this 2021 redraft. Okay, Lawrence looks like he's going to be a star. Remember, Wilson was the number two overall pick in 2021. Your boy Trey Lance was number three. We're going to go through and do a little bit of a redraft coming up in just a bit. How about this? Detroit, Carolina. You saw that number everywhere right now, Michael. It's dipped down to two and a half. BetMGM is reporting it's the most bet game on the board, and the Lions are the most bet as far as tickets and the most bet as far as money. The, the Honolulu Blue the and Silver going, Fever right now. But the Lions right going the other way, Patrick. I, that's what I'm saying. It's it, But yet we saw threes yesterday, key, obviously, and we're down to two and a half. I just want to call out during this holiday season, the Honolulu Blue and Silver Rage is here. It just, it's 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 here officially. Next, the Jags, their postseason push. We continue Lombardi Line with some snowflakes. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brian, thank you. Happy holidays from all of us here at VSEN and we've got a surprise for you. 79 bucks right now through March Madness. What do you get? Everything. Kitchen sink. $20 credit to the VSEN online store as well. So, again, all kidding aside, this is the best deal we've run all year. And we've saved it for the holidays. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi's Friday look ahead. Guess what? Drops today. Subscribers get it. All the guides. Bull betting guide. It's there as a part of the pro package. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And right now when you sign up, we're going to give you 20 bucks and go to that online store and hook yourself up. Okay. We got you back here. Happy holidays. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So, the bomb cyclone, as we continue with the snowflakes, I can't get enough. The, the bomb side. So are you where are you guys right now in Jersey? Just to get an idea as far as that Atlantic coast. Is it because tonight it's supposed to peak mostly across the country as far as the inclement weather? We're just getting a bunch. We're getting rain right now. It's supposed to stop. And then we're going to get really bad cold weather. It's going to go tomorrow is going to be a high of like 25 here. It's really more the wind. It's really more the wind. I think Baltimore is going to be the same as it goes through there too. It's it's a wind factor that that that's bothering us the most. And so when you look at the games, like in Baltimore, you know tomorrow in Baltimore the weather, you know they're predicting 14 degree is the high uh, and 15 mile an hour winds. So it's bitter cold. And I don't think it's you know relative. Like I was talking to somebody on Mad Dog for Mad Dog, and, and they've like in Connecticut they've lost power. I mean, there's some areas it's a little bit worse. Like down here, we haven't had that experience. We have high winds, but we haven't lost any power. And it's not that cold yet. But tomorrow, trust me, it's going to be bad. Well, the compound as well, Michael, when you talk about it being minus 10 in Chicago with 20 to 20 degree gusts, as you know, those gusts get much worse when it's so cold like that. So again, there's a little bit of a compound effect. You're going to have cold temperatures in the teens in Cleveland, you're going to have gusts up to 50 miles an hour off that Lake Erie. So 25 yeah. to 30 mile an hour sustained winds with gusts. 
And then again, you know, Kansas City. How about Kansas City's going to be in the single digits with ten mile an hour winds? It's going to be yeah, pretty nasty I mean, this Saturday. It's going to be, you know. But look, the, the beautiful thing about the NFL is those fans in Kansas City will be there. You know, the fans in Chicago, they'll be there. I mean, they're they're kind of come out. They love it. I mean, the cold weather f- fans love it. I mean, look, back in the day in '67 when they all went to the to the ice bowl to watch the Packers play the Cowboys. You know that we didn't have all the thermals that we had. They just layered it up and had bourbon, but they watched that game. Nobody left until the snar snuck it over the one-yard line. So, I mean, it is really, truly a, a a love affair for football. And those Jet fans last night, give them credit. They were there to support their team. They they wanted it. They saw the moment. And, you know, Salai can say, you know, we have to do a better job, and I, I don't disagree. But I mean, at the end of the day, they had no quarterback. I mean, they can't. You can't win in this league. And you're the reason after the bye week. You know, after you beat Buffalo, you have all this optimism. You're one in five after the bye. You know, and a lot of it is because you can't put any points on the board. To make the postseason, the Jets yesterday going into the game were four to one. They're eight and a half to one now. So it lengthens to miss. They're minus five fifty going into the game. They're minus fourteen hundred now. So. Uh, it doesn't look good for the Jets. I mentioned the quarterback abyss. Look, if you don't get the quarterback position right, you're in trouble. Darnold, now Wilson. Let's go to potentially a hit. And you got to give Peterson credit for this because Lawrence has started to settle down into his sophomore campaign here. He's a stud. You just look at him. He's the prototype, right? He's faster than you think, but the stature is there. The, teammate, the teammates love him. And he kind of comes across as an unflap unflappable dude and he's starting to really round into what they had hoped they were getting with the number one overall pick in Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, fundamentally he's more consistent. He's a better athlete than I think people really give him credit for, you know, and I think you could see that in his movement, his ability to slide and then his accuracy has improved and, you know, they, they've done a nice job around them. I mean, they've been able to use Ingram getting away. I mean, when people still call Ingram a tight end, I kind of laugh. Like, he's not a tight end. Like, he's a wide receiver. Like, they never run the ball behind him. He never lines up on the line at Y. He's a move. He's an inside receiver. Like, and, and they use him really well and give him credit for that. And I thought Peterson called a really good game for the weather and understanding the situation of the game, knowing that that team on the other side – wasn't going to be very good around them. And so you give them credit. I thought he for the for the last 4 weeks, I think they've done a better job in Jacksonville of understanding who they are, where they lack where they what they lack defensively and then managing the game in three dimensions. And last night was was really I thought even though he missed that field goal, I thought he did a hell of a job with that. Okay, Brian, let's hear from Trevor Lawrence after the 19-3 win over the Jets belief in us even when maybe we didn't at the beginning you know things were crazy and I think just him having that confidence in us is we kind of realized like we have something special here and uh we had to kind of figure out what we wanted to do before it got too late and you know we made adjustments and really started playing our best ball at the right time and it's about getting better every week and and this one this one ain't going to carry over in Houston next week so we got to go back to work and um but I just love love the momentum the energy we have right now yeah it's good vibes it, it, the yeah, no defense doubt. all of a sudden. The, I thought it was the 49er defense out on the field last night. Though. Well, like I mean, said, they look like anomaly. it, right? They look like it against the Jets. I mean, and remember, remember this Jacksonville team lost to Houston. You know, that the, there was that was when, you know, there was a time where, oh, my God, well, you know, Lawrence isn't very good. They can't make any throws. He turns the ball over too much. 
you know, and are you sure he's going to be a really good player? You know, and, and, and I think you just – that's why I think you have to take the 20-game rule like I wrote about and take that in and really analyze it. And you could see Lawrence improving and improving. And, you know, they've cut down their turnovers. They've cut down his mistakes in the red area. They've improved in that. So, you know, I, I think he's the, – the, the best is yet to come. And, look, I mean, when they played Houston in – I think it was week five, Patrick – I mean, they 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 had unbelievable, like a typical Houston game, right? They had 422 yards of offense, went for it on fourth down, had 290 yards passing, but they turned the ball over twice, and Houston didn't. Houston wins the game 13-6. Now yeah, they've kind of corrected that, you know. They they really they really did. If you combine, like they lost all four in the preseason. Not that I'm turning that into something here, but if you think about it, so they started off what two and seven. The Jags. So you add the other four. They started off essentially just kind of on a losing vibe. And remember, they lost five straight at one point. So since they got back from London, I believe they've now won. What is it? Five of seven. So this is a this is an impressive turnaround. You know, I, I think if you just juxtapose what we had last year with Urban Meyer. Peterson oh, brought some sort of a, oh, yeah. a professionalism he's, at he's least. He's given them a professional offense, and they've done a better job. Of, I mean, look, the, the, the Lions game was close at the half, and it fell apart for them, right? Their defense didn't play well. Then they come back, and right. the Tennessee game, they're down 14-7, to and they come back in that game. And the Dallas game, they're down, they're down big, but they rally back. I mean, the last two weeks against Tennessee and Dallas, their offense kind of made up for the lack of play on defense. But, yeah, no, give them credit. I mean, even during the losing streak, that you know, they beat the Chargers out there I thought they were the most talented team in the South. I wrote it then, but I wrote it when they were getting ready to go play the Chargers in week three. I thought they would beat the Chargers. They dominated. They come back. They play Philly, turn the ball over way too much, five times. Then they go and lose this game in Houston. They're a seven-point favorite at home against Houston, and they and they turn the ball over. They make mistakes in the game, and then it kind of unraveled a little bit. Then again, they lost the game in the Giants because they went for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. you know. And then Denver – you know, they lose that game. They played as good defense as you could play. They gave up three drives in that game, right? And they lose that game. Then they, they had their moment against the Raiders, didn't play well against the Chiefs. They're a young team, but I think this young team has now developed a, a formula for how to win. They know they've got to get ATN involved in the run game. Michael Hastie's a good back as an alternate back. I mean, and these weapons they have on offense – are good and when they add Ridley next year they got a really good chance and look let's face it they overcame the left tackle injury you know Walker Little came in and played well at left tackle for him last night and for all the talk about the Jets being a dominant defensive team they were able to run the ball in the Jets and they threw the ball effectively they ran for 147 last night Patrick like oh yeah I thought Etienne looked Etienne looked like he had a little extra juice last night yeah they ran the ball well last night I mean, He's teams dynamic. have run. I mean, I think that's a you know the Jets are good defensively. The Jets could be a lot better defensively if they could pl- have some help from their offense. If they could play from in front. If they could. If they were able to 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 kind of utilize and get after their pass rush. But in the last five weeks, this Jet team teams have run the ball on them. I mean, every team they've played has run the ball on them. And and for a team that preaches, mm-hmm. we focus in so much on the quarterback. But for a team that preaches we got to turn the ball over with our defense. They have only created two turnovers in the last six weeks. Two. That's all. Yeah, I think Wilson's probably taken a lot the brunt of the criticism, and he deserves it. He was terrible in the game, but... You know, Salah's got some answers as well. And uh, give Salah credit. He did just say, look, i got to coach better. we got to do everything better. But yeah, no, he, I, I think the most... he's right with that. 
I think he's yeah. right. But, you know, the problem is he can't excel his defense and utilize the strength of his defense when he's always playing from behind. But let's put it – I mean, they teams can run the ball on you. Like, you, they can like, – 147. The Lions ran the ball last week. You know, Patriots have run the ball on them every time they've played them. The Patriots, that's how they won the game the first time. Okay. Friday, we've got Hall and Oates. I can't go for that coming up in a bit. But next, you said it yesterday. You thought Dallas was going to get to four, four and a half. Well, we're there with Philly in town for a few reasons. We'll come back and discuss that number next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you're going to bet Houston, Louisiana, Wake Forest, Missouri today. College bull betting guide is a must. Make sure you check it out. Daily best bets on every single game. Written previews of every bull game. Bull betting tips, including Steve Mackinnon's seven important bull motivational factors. Remember, motivation becomes such a key in these bull games. V- visit vcin.com slash subscribe to become a pro. That's how you get the guide. Plenty of bull games to go. vcin.com slash subscribe. To become a pro as we welcome you back here we were just taking a look at some of the grades during the break michael lombardi and patrick maher happy holidays it is the lombardi line vsin the sports betting network we were taking a look at some of the grades um I, I, mel kuyper joe douglas the gm there of the jets he's got some good pr he got an a minus from kuyper he got a's across the board for that 2021 draft and wilson is they're going to move on from the kid. Let's just, can they I just, to. and we'll move on from the conversation. They have to move on from him. It can't work. There's no chance. No, I mean, but here's what they're going to do. They're going to say, we're going to have open competition. So they're, what they're going to do is they're going to re-sign Mike White to probably a modest contract, a Mitchell Trubisky type contract, right? And they're going to say, we're going to have open competition. That's what they're going to say. Because they can't sell Wilson to the locker room. They can't sell Wilson no. to the locker room. You know, and so because you can't sell him to the locker room, he's going to have to earn it. Now, they don't want to give up on him. I think it's like $21 million of dead money that they're going to have in there. I mean, they don't, they're not exactly positioned cap wise going into next year. They only had 37 players on their team for next year. They're going to probably have like $4 million, but they got to sign Quentin Williams to a huge extension. So that's going to cost some money. So they're going to have to, there's always maneuvering ability, but this isn't one of those where we could just say, okay, we're getting rid of Zach and we'll take the 21 million on dead money. No, they're going to have to do some maneuvering around here, but they know, they know in their hearts that here's what they know. They know Wilson isn't the guy. I don't know if they know white is. That's the thing. Do you are you are you willing to go sixteen games? I mean, you know, I know White looks nice and he played good in some games. Are you ready to go sixteen games and put all your chips in the middle of the table for Mike White? I don't think so. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I would go out and try to find somebody else. But you're kind of trapped, right? You can't tell you can't tell the fan base this and then tell some court. You know, hey Jimmy Garoppolo, why don't you come play for us? You know. You know, Wilson's not going to be the starter. Okay, then get rid of Wilson then. I'll tell you where Mike White, he's overwhelmingly positive as far as the intangibles. The players love him. The toughness. You have to, I don't, I love the story about him going to like 11 different doctors to try to get cleared. I mean, it just, that's the no type doubt. of dude that you want out there. He just, he's not over, the arm strength isn't overly impressive but the the intangibles are there he's a weird one right michael as an evaluator he's a weird one because you go to the locker room and 53 of them are going to say we want white yeah 
I mean, I think, look, yeah, yeah, it, it, and, and White certainly has better anticipation. He throws the ball. He's got better rhythm to his game. I'm not saying he's not a better player. I'm just saying we don't have a 20-game evaluation right. of him. We don't have a 20-game right. evaluation of him. So that's a hard thing. Just quickly on that, then I want to get to Dallas. You wrote in the Lombardi Look Ahead, which is available for subscribers, you wrote about the 20 games. Can you explain, expound upon that a little bit? Well, it's a season and a quarter, right? So you get 20 games. So it's basically you get the player to go through his entire you – you got a season and then an off season and then four more games. So you really get a chance to see it. Now, to me, on, on Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure you can count him in the 20-game rule with that, with, with that program they had down there last year under Urban Meyer. Like, I don't even – that's not even a program. Right. I don't know how you evaluate him there. But when you have 20 games with the same coaching staff, where Sam Darnold, they, get, they change coordinators on him, right? So they flipped that. What you want is some stability. I mean, Peyton Manning went through 16 games, didn't play well. The next four – all of a sudden, you saw it coming around. You know, he had an off season. The game slowed down a little bit. Everything got better. And then you knew where you were going. You know, then you kind of had a sense of where this is going to head forward. And, and, and unfortunately for Zach, you've got 21 games. The, the biggest concern I have is he can't make simple throws. He's not accurate with it. Like, it's, just, it's bad. Like, if you can't throw for 65% in the national football, I mean, Geno Smith's throwing for 70 I mean, we. I mean, I kill Daniel Jones all the time. Daniel Jones is throwing at sixty. Daniel Jones can complete passes. If and I were to also, ask you who's a better player, Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, it's it's not even close. And and, oh, no, and did, you know, no. Daniel Jones isn't the answer. Well, he's he's making it. You're right. He's going to make it difficult on that front office. But ultimately, we believe Daniel Jones not the answer with the Giants. But there's no question about Wilson. And also, I lived there forever. You've lived in that area your whole entire life. That is a pressure cooker. Like once if you're in New York and all of a sudden it starts to go bad and you're sensitive and remember, these are kids in their early 20s, that starts to compound as well. That starts to get yeah. that's a pressure cooker. Oh yeah, and, and and I think to me and I don't know Zach Wilson, but the maturity level that I feel that I see right. isn't there. And and yeah, he's going to have to get cut and humiliated before he gets his career back. Like, you know, the Geno Smith story is a wonderful story, but Geno would probably be the first to tell you the best thing that ever happened to him was he got humbled, right? Like, it got humbled, and he found out how much does he really want to do it. I, I think this is where Wilson is. Like, you know, you're putting all your faith in this kid as an organization. I mean, they don't seem like they knew who he was. Like, it, it seems like this is foreign. I mean, what I wrote about today, you know, when, when Salai says he checked all the boxes – you know, intelligence, work hat, all the boxes that they want. Well, that they probably had the wrong boxes. He fooled them because he doesn't check any of them. Checked all the boxes: arm strength, intelligence, friendly to his mom's friends. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I I digress. It's the holiday season. The, it, the irony of what you said about Gino is: remember, Gino went through those growing pains, obviously, with the Jets who drafted him, and Gino's breakout came as a 32-year-old. So. I guess we shall see with Wilson. Maybe yep. the story has yet to be finished. Yeah, I mean no. it's it, it it's it's hard to finish it in New York because the locker room. Forget about the fan in, in the Meadowlands. You know, the locker room knows. You know, the locker room has a sense. They know what's going on. It's like why did the Packers were able to get rid of Favre because everybody watched Rodgers at practice. They knew he was good. 
They watched him. They knew he was good. They might not like the move, and their friends didn't support the move. Favre's friends didn't, but they saw it, right? 100%. This you can't. You know, you can't con the locker room. That's the bigger point in all this is you can't, you know, they're going to go into what, what I wrote about today is the sunk cost fallacy where they're going to go into that sunk, oh, we've got this much invested in them. The problem is the, the locker room you can't fool. So yesterday, Minshew was announced as a starter. Remember, we got all the way up. We opened one Dallas hosting Philly. We got all the way up to six. Yesterday, it was six. And as you were talking literally in real time on the show, it dipped down to five and a half. You then said, I think we see four and a half. Well, guess what? Minshew in for Philly. Not only have we seen four and a half, you can take a look at your screen. We've got fours. Okay, yeah. now a couple of reasons. As you texted me earlier today, of course, Micah Parsons is doubtful. Trayvon Diggs is doubtful for this game for the Cowboys on defense. But again, we're seeing that number come back there to Philly. Yeah, I, I and I think it's it, it was. I think the six was an overreaction, you know. And I do think that you know Minshew will play well. I think Minshew's got the ability to throw the ball. I think they can protect. I mean, this offensive line is the reason they can have such success. Now, if you want to defend Zach Wilson, you could say this Jet offensive line isn't very good. That's true. They're not. That's been the liability for them most of the year. They can't run the ball. They're not great at pass protection. They've had some injuries in the line that hurts them too. But let's face it, I mean, they're they're not good enough up front, whereas Philly is. And they can change. They can become different. They can run the ball. They can throw it. And they can take care of what Minshew does well. And I think Dallas is in a little bit – I mean, we saw Parsons play against New York early in the season when he wasn't 100%. And, and I to me – he wasn't great that night. I think he's a great player. There's I no denying. Now he's yes. not he's not Lawrence Taylor, but he's a great player. But the fact here is I think to me if he's not 100% against this Eagle line will be a challenge. And the Eagles will do a good job of getting the ball out quick, understanding what Dan Dan Quinn's trying to do defensively, take care of the short passing game and work the ball down the field. And they still can run the ball and they'll still run Minshew. They just won't run him as the lead runner like they do with Hurts. You know, that's fascinating, that game, because Dallas, this is a statement opportunity for them. Philly, they can essentially wrap up everything, division, NFC. So there's a lot. This is There's a lot of layers, obviously, the rivalry, but there's layers here. Sirianni would like to leave there with everything wrapped up. Yeah, and I don't think, like, anybody who thinks the Eagles are not going to play hard, you no, know, is wrong. I, I think yes. that's, like, they're not, like, the Eagles want to prove they can win as a team. Not that they want to prove they can win without Hurts. I think they want to prove that they're a dominant team. They want to extol their dominance over Dallas. I don't see it. I think that's. I think the Eagles will play their best game. They'll focus and concentrate. And I think Dallas has to make sure that they don't take a little bit of time off because the best player, the Eagles' best player, isn't out there. Let's take a stab at it. We're going to be here tomorrow morning. Where do we close? It's four, four and a half right now, Dallas Laney. What do you think? Project. Where do you think we close with Philly and Dallas? I think four. Yeah. I think you're right. I think four. I don't think, again, I think he did a good job explaining not a huge difference in how they call the game with Minshew. A little difference, but not huge. When I mean, we come Minshew's back. Better, Minshew's better than Mike White. Let's put, how about that? That, that, good point. Hall and Oates next. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, remember, you can refer a friend right now. It's a tremendous deal. You go to betmgm.com and you're going to see the little refer a friend icon. Click it, and when you do, you send your friend a note. They sign up, they get $50, you get $50 in free bets. I mean, it's just a tremendous deal from the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM, longtime sponsor of the Lombardi line. BetMGM.com. Remember, you can download the BetMGM app. It's been reconfigured, so it's very useful and efficient for in-game bettors. But refer a friend program right now. Refer a friend during the holidays. Go to BetMGM.com. you got to be 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER, if you have an issue. So uh, years ago, Daryl Hall and John Oates, uh, two of the legends, Philadelphia soul, look it up, kids. Uh, they came up with a line that I think was uh, pretty perfect. They said... They can't go for that. No, no can do. <laughs> there you go. I love it. No yeah. can do. The pride and of Philadelphia, uh, those two gentlemen. That's, they went to that's 100% University. right. So underrated. They, they yeah. should be. I mean, come on. Uh, I was just talking to Brian during the break. They, You know who they remind me of? They're they're like the Tom Petty, where you know they have a ton of hits, but you don't know. You didn't realize they had that many hits. So yeah, here's what we do. A lot of them. When, you're, when sports betting... Sometimes to make the betting process a little easier, you have to parse. You have to streamline. You just throw away games because you don't want to put the effort into capping them. And there's different variables for it. So we have our Hall and Oates plays. You can see the beautiful graphic right there. Uh, can't go for that. No, can't do it. And the game this week, Michael Lombardi, is the Saints-Browns. I'll set you up on the number, and you can run with why you just kind of can't go for this one. This number right now in Cleveland is Cleveland Lane 3, and we've got a total of 31 and a half. Well, I, I, this is really weather-related for me because the 65-mile-an-hour the, the gust that they're reporting in Cleveland and the frigid cold temperatures and the unpredictability that goes into that. You know, when you can't kick field goals, can't kick extra points because the wind's swirling, points are at a premium. You know, first one to 10 might win the game. So I, I and now layer in two very unpredictable teams, right? Now, Cleveland has won their last two home games, which has been great. They beat Tampa there. I don't know how they did it. They beat Baltimore 13-3. to you know, they had a great, impressive win against Cincinnati at home, but they've lost to the Chargers and the, and the Patriots at home badly earlier in the season. So they're, they're, they're kind of an inconsistent home team. New Orleans is an inconsistent team with a lot of injuries all over the place, right, with inconsistent play at quarterback. So all of a sudden you start lining up the inconsistencies, right? You know, do I trust New Orleans' offense, their quarterbacking? No. Do I trust their ability to stop the run? Not last week against Atlanta. Do I, do I trust Cleveland's defense playing better? But I really don't. Can they stop the big play? Not sure. Will Deshaun Watson play better? Not sure about that. You start adding it up, and then you put the weather into it, which you can't predict at all. Because weather is an equalizer. There's no denying this, right? Weather is a great equalizer. I think we saw it last week with Philly and Chicago. If you took Chicago in the points, the weather was your friend. Philly should have been able to kind of overcome that. They fumbled twice. They turned the ball over the interception twice. You know, Chicago fumbled too. So I think weather's the equalizer. And that's why, for me, I just put this in. This is the worst weather game of the weekend. Now, there's a lot of them. I almost don't want to take any weather game on the East Coast, whether it's Baltimore. You know, I'd rather take the ones in the dome and and know what you're going to get. So that's why I made this on Hall Notes play. Yeah, that's Saints Browns. No, no can do. Saints Browns. Let's do it again, Mikael. That's a Hall Notes play. I can't go for that. No, no can do. 
<laughs> I just love Darryl to hear Hall it. has one of the great voices of all time. Oh. Now, he's lost and he's not the same guy he once was, but none of us are. And, you know, he he uh you know, he was tremendous. But you know, do yourself I, I just, a favor. I don't, do yourself yeah, a favor. Listen. Sorry to interrupt you. But during the pandemic, he had he did something called Daryl's House, where he invited artists up to his log cabin in upstate New York. And they did live performances. If you have some great. time today, get on YouTube and go take a look. Sorry, yeah, I interrupted you. It's go tremendous. Ahead. But I think to me, you know, the, the unpredictability of the weather, Chicago's weather, right? You know, they're giving you eight and a half points on the contest in, in Chicago. That's a lot of points. Not that I don't think Buffalo's better, but we saw Buffalo struggle, you know, to move the ball at their home field. And the weather wasn't that bad. There was no wind in that game. So, you know, then we got Baltimore. That's six and a half points. That's a lot of points for, you know, both teams want to run the ball. Atlanta can run the ball on everybody. Mm-hmm. Carolina's going to be a cold game. Cleveland. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm Bless sorry. You. I do it all the time. So I just think to me, the worst of the weather game made it a Hall and Oats play, but I don't like any of these weather games. There's too much unpredictability. I think you're better off taking the points in this weather. Take Seattle and get 10 points. You know, I mean, Kansas City doesn't cover when they, they they have a hard time covering to begin with. You know what's funny, and that's our Hall and Oates play. You know what's funny about the line of the week? You know, the Bengals have haven't lost since Halloween. They've won yeah. six straight, and you and I keep on harping on this. So Cincinnati, this is your line of the week. The Lombardi look ahead, Veasan.com slash subscribe at New England. They're laying three, and we've been joking about this because I believe this is true. At Pittsburgh, they were laying three. At Tennessee, they were laying three. Uh, Cleveland, they were laying three, three and a half at home. At Tampa, they were laying three, three and a half. Like, they're always stuck right on that key number, and they're the better, more talented team. Again, I think you could argue they're playing better ball now than they did last year when they ran, ran to the Super Bowl. Oh, I think they're way better. I think they're, in, well, their offensive line's better. I mean, you know, you know, and so, I mean, I know it's going to be cold. It's going to be 14-mile-an-hour winds there, which is typical. It's going to be 20 degrees. It shouldn't be – you know, it shouldn't really affect the game as much. So, to me, you know, New England hasn't been a great home team. And New England's defense, you know, they they play well against certain teams. A quarterback that can throw it with these skilled players on Cincinnati – you know, I, I don't know why Cincinnati. I have this game as a five point two six game. Like I don't like the to me. This is like a trap. Like this is like you feel like you're on a Batman episode. You know where the Joker's trapped him and he walks into it anyway. You know, like what did I do that for? That was a trap. Like it just feels that way. It looks too easy to take Cincinnati. It looks just too easy. It's like Detroit and Carolina. It looks too easy to take Detroit, and that line's going to two and a half. And everybody's taking Detroit. Every and yet the line's going to two and a half. It's it, it fishy. Just, that this is what makes the betting market so interesting is because your instincts say do this. And on Cincinnati, I've gone against I've gone against it two weeks in a row and, and given out winners. I mean, literally last week was another one. I mean, there was steam there was steam from the Himalayas coming in on Tampa last week. <laughs> and, and by the way, this number was three and a half yesterday. So it's now three pretty much everywhere. So uh, I, I don't know. Samich was on yesterday. He was right there with you. He liked the Bengals. It's one of those sometimes where you catch yourself in a trap where you're like, is this a trap? There are no traps. I mean, the Bengals are right. the better football team here. But, but okay, let's take the Lions. They're, they're playing their best football. That, Carolina's improved, okay? 76% of the tickets on our board are on the Lions, okay? 24 on the Panthers. 
the Panthers only carrying seventeen percent of the money, and yet the line is moving to them from I mean, three it's a to reverse, two and a half. Yeah, the key I mean, number. and so reverse line movement, and so all those things. I I I I don't touch my son's game, so I'm not talking about this game in terms of who I like and to bet. But my board says just for people that 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 I had this handicapped as almost a five point game. So BetMGM right now has the Lions open three, laying two and a half. Eighty five percent of the bets that BetMGM is taking of the tickets written up are on the Lions, and seventy nine percent of the money. So you always have to wonder when you're taking a look at these splits, you know, why is it going the other way? We call it reverse line movement, but really you're just trying to understand the puzzle. And that is quite befuddling because the Lions are like the hottest team right now as far as casual betters and they're covering. So obviously pros are into them as well, yet we've seen it dip below the key number of three. But they've improved. The thing is, is that they're they're not hot like Minnesota was hot. Like Minnesota and New York are no, probably we're going to have the luck playoff of the, of the year, right? That's the luck. The two luckiest. Detroit's improved defensively. They changed what they're doing, playing more nickel, getting turnovers. They're able to stop the run. I mean, there's evidence to support the New York the the Detroit turnaround, right? Carolina has struggled. If everybody says Carolina's defense is good until you look at the numbers, until you go to sack per play, points per – when you start looking at the numbers, you're like, wait a minute, third down, they're not very good. You know, they haven't played very good on third down. Okay, so that's it. Red zone, where are they? They're not very good there. The things that matter most when it comes towards winning, you know, you worry about Carolina's defense. You know, and so you say, okay, wait a minute, hold on here for a second. You know, they're 23rd in red zone. They're thirtieth in. Excuse me. They're twenty sixth in, in third down defense. Does that sound to you like a dominant defensive team when you're twenty six on third down and twenty first in the red zone? Does it? No. And, and your point is well taken about the Lions. The metrics, the numbers add up to the improvement. With Minnesota, it was just smoke and mirrors. You couldn't point to anything. There was no, there was no tangible data we could point. Yeah, I mean, to. just and they, you know. Lead the league in punts per play in Minnesota. They're right there. They punt more than anybody. Their punter's exhausted. Hey, Mikhail, hit me with Hall and Oates on the way out. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? You Uh-oh. can do it. No, we'll do it. Go. Okay, we're coming back with Vinny. <laughs> At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 